Please tell me that I can't, that I won't, that I fail, that I'll never make it out, yeah. Please tell me all the bad, never good, fill my head full of... If you're at the start of your fitness journey, you need to prepare yourself to hear a lot of stuff about protein. There's a very good reason for this. Whether you're looking to lose weight, or gain weight, build muscle, or just overall want to become a healthier person, you should know that protein is going to be a major player in your journey. Even I tell my clients that while fat and carbohydrates are also important, protein is the one macronutrient that I tend to look at the most closely whenever I have them put together a food recall diary. Afterward, we expand the focus to the other macronutrients as well as discussing micronutrients. Welcome to the Workout Nerd Up. I'm Julio Lopez. I've got my master's degree in nutrition as well as being a certified strength and conditioning specialist and certified personal trainer with over eight years of experience in personal training. If you were to take a gander at what advice is given by social media fitness influencers, you're bound to get a wide range of advice when it comes to protein intake. Proponents make it seem like you need like 500 grams of protein per day while others are far too cautious so I understand why beginners may feel overwhelmed and confused. I'm going to give my best effort to try simplifying things about protein intake that you need to know. The first thing, supplementation. If it's your first day at the gym, you'll likely notice the giant jugs of protein powder that your gym's selling, as well as seeing a couple members with their shaker bottles trying to chug their protein shakes as they're leaving for the day. The question you might be wondering is, do I need to take protein powder as well? It depends. For some people, they're already getting enough protein from the food that they eat, so they have no need to supplement with any more. But if you're someone who doesn't have much of an appetite, then you might be in the boat where protein supplementation might be a good option. Nevertheless, if you're a beginner that has decided to take a protein supplement, you should know that not all protein powders are equal. Some brands such as Optimum Nutrition or Dimatize are exceptional brands that produce high quality protein powder. Since supplements aren't subjected to testing by the FDA, this means that low quality brands are plentiful and some contain ingredients that aren't even listed on the label, which is why you need to be careful. On the contrary, high quality protein brands voluntarily have their products tested by a third party, oftentimes under stricter demands than pharmaceutical drugs when reviewed by the FDA. Long story short, don't cheap out on your protein supplement. When it comes to supplementation, people are vulnerable to overdosing, which can become problematic. Is there a toxic level of protein to consume? As of this point, researchers do not believe there is, but that also doesn't mean that there is an added advantage when taking in large amounts of protein per day. Until new research indicates otherwise, it appears that 2.2 grams per kilogram per day is the maximum productive amount of protein to consume for gaining muscle size. However, if you're someone on a vegan or vegetarian diet, it may be best for you to consume more protein than that because of the lower protein quality in plant-based proteins. How much protein do you need? It depends. According to Schofield and Aragon 2018, if your goal is to build muscle mass, a daily protein intake range between 1.6 to 2.2 grams per kilogram per day may be most effective when spread out evenly throughout the day instead of having it consumed in one or two big globs. However, if you're not necessarily looking to get big and buff and you simply want to live a healthier lifestyle, then you don't need quite that much. The RDA recommendation of 0.8 grams per kilogram per day is purposely generalized to apply to 97% of the American population. So my suggestion is to view that as your minimum target. The second thing, protein quality and digestibility. Protein is an accumulation of 20 amino acids in which 11 are non-essential, meaning that our bodies already make these. So 
you don't have to worry about changing your diet to attain these amino acids, barring that you have some kind of medical condition affecting this. And then there are the nine essential amino acids, meaning that you have to get these from food consumption or through supplementation. When you're deficient in just one of these essential amino acids, your body cannot use that protein. Valine, leucine, and isoleucine are the branched-chain amino acids, or BCAAs, that are widely sold by supplement shops. And the research indicates that these amino acids play a vital role in building muscle. This leads to the question, do you have to supplement with BCAAs? It depends. The BCAAs are widely available in most animal products, but they may be lacking in some plant-based foods. Because of this, a person on a vegan or vegetarian diet may be a good candidate for these supplements since that would help them with completing the proteins so their body can use it. However, if the person is already consuming a large amount of protein, for example, let's say 2 grams of protein per kilogram per day, even on a vegan diet, they don't need BCAA supplements. Adding more amino acids than the body needs doesn't serve as an added benefit if the right quantity of all the other amino acids are unavailable. In order for your body to be able to use the protein that you consume, getting it from a source that enhances its digestibility is an important thing. Currently, the protein digestibility is most widely widely measured by the Protein Digestibility Corrected Amino Acid Score, or the PDCAAS. This is calculated by multiplying the amino acid content by the protein's digestibility, and then correcting for the amino acid that is limiting in the diet. The limiting amino acid is an essential amino acid that is in the shortest supply relative to the body's needs. In English, this means that the closer the amount of essential amino acids in the food that you eat is to the required amount to complete the protein, the higher the quality of that protein. In general, animal products are more likely to have higher protein quality scores than plant-based foods, which is why vegans and vegetarians are advised to increase their protein intake. This way, they can get all the essential amino acids that they need. Eating a wide variety of foods makes it more likely that you're acquiring all the necessary essential amino acids, which means that you're giving your body the best chance for muscle protein synthesis. On the other hand, if you eat a very narrow list of foods, there's a good chance that you might be deficient in your essential amino acids, which puts you at risk of losing muscle mass. It's because of this that health and nutrition experts widely warn the public against adopting highly restrictive diets. In conclusion, when you're just a beginner in your fitness journey, it's easy to feel confused and overwhelmed about protein consumption. You shouldn't feel bad about this because new research is constantly being released, so even the experts are having a tough time figuring things out. Protein supplementation can be a convenient and effective way to increase protein intake particularly for individuals who struggle to meet their daily protein needs through whole food sources alone. However, understanding the importance of protein quality and digestibility can help individuals make informed decisions about their dietary choices. So that does it for today's workout nerd out. If you have any questions, feel free to leave it in the comment section and don't forget to hit that like and subscribe button. Until next time, I'll see you on the next workout nerd out.